The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, we are going to respond to the first wild 48 hours of NBA free agency. Cannot wait until Friday. Things are moving all over the place. And it has been a fun ride. So let's get into it. Lots to go over. Winners and losers. Drop the beat. Free agency has been wild. I covered first hour of it on TikTok Live. It was just a slew of information coming at me from Shams and Woj and fucking Chris Haynes and random guys like Henry Abbott. Every single (laughs) minute felt like something new was going on and deal terms and boom, 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 boom. At this point, before we get into winners and losers, few free agent issues and still need to be solved. We still don't have any word about what Kawhi is doing, despite the fact that everyone has said he expects to come back to the Clippers. I'm not sure why it is Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Chris Paul signed his huge deal, which we will get into, of course. Uh, Marty should be happy. Four years, $120 million. The rumor was that the Hornets were trying to pry him away for $100 million, which is just fucking, or not, not Hornets, Pelicans, excuse me which is used to right. be the Hornets, his former team. As if it fucked up, sort of. It's sort of his former team. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of I mean, like the Browns and the and the Ravens and like the franchise is right, moving. Right, yeah, no, I think technically he's still part of the Charlotte Hornets like franchise history, but still, yeah, no, former team. And uh, it's always great news when GMs uh, leak uh, moves they tried to make. Yeah. That means the state of the Pelicans is very good. Very, yeah. very. We almost had Chris Paul if the Suns didn't end up going and paying him. So the, they paid Chris Paul, which was inevitable, we thought. But I still no Kawhi. Still no Kawhi. Very weird. Dinwiddie, I think he's going to the Wizards, but that's very complicated yeah. because it's a sign-and-trade situation. They don't have enough money to just pay him outright. And he's probably going to the Wizards via... The Scrap Heap, a.k.a. the Oklahoma City Thunder, probably taking Kuzma's contract on and probably having to give them a 2025 pick because they owe the 2023 first-round pick. And the only way that it can't be unprotected is if Sam Presti says is actually doing the deal, too, because they'll get 2025 and 2023. So it'll be like, it'll like trickle down. Hard to explain. Very complicated. Kuzma and OKC would be so beautiful. I kind of love that. I mean, it's exactly what I've said forever. Like, if he played on any other team, no one would know his name. And he's just going to fade so beautifully into obscurity. And I never have to hear his name again. It's going to be so lovely. Reggie Jackson, we still don't know. 
the, the Bulls need to move Lori Markkinen or they need to let him go for free. Right. That's like a big free agent that no one's really talking about. Uh, and uh, Kelly Oubre, who knows what's going to happen with him. And then obviously Dennis Schroeder just eroding into dust, just eroding into dust. Somebody on Twitter was like, took my old take and they quote tweeted it and they're like, white woman telling black man what his worth is. And it's like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. All I'm doing is really illuminating what the market looks like for Dennis Schroeder. And it's not good. Uh, I think he gets like 10 million. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. It, it, no, it's, it, it's looking very bad. I mean, we, we talked about it uh, in the uh, uh, preview episode uh, where it was just this point guard, like Russian roulette. And the two guys like left at the end of it are Dennis Schroeder and Reggie Jackson. Yeah, and I think Reggie Jackson might just come back for scraps to the Clippers, and that's fine. But, like, what is that? Uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, here's the winners and losers. CP3, biggest winner. Just just 37, right? 37. 36. 36. About to be 37 yeah. start of the n- next season. Got to be close, yeah. And by the time this deal is up, he'll be fucking Tom Brady. He'll be 41 at the at the expiration date of this deal. He's getting $120 million, just like we thought in the middle of, uh, I think it came out right before the playoffs, maybe, when he said he was going to turn down, the, the rumors were that yeah. he was going to turn down that $40 million Or like maybe like in the first or round the first or, like round or something yeah. like that. But so, uh, the, uh, the fourth year is a team option, which, team option, which people haven't been broadcasting as much as they should. Yeah. three. So it's really <laughs> a three-year deal. Yeah. Um, Jared Allen, five years, $100 million. <laughs> Shitload of money. Also, what are the Cavs doing? Evan Mobley and him, I don't know. I don't know. Lonzo Ball paid four years, $85 million to the Bulls. Uh, then DeRozan, three years, eighty-five. What did I say? He should not take less because if he takes less now, he's never getting money again. And he did exactly what he should have done is find the highest bidder with the best situation for him to put up lots of minutes Lots of bucket buckets. They also then signed Alex Caruso, the Chicago Bulls, to four years, thirty-seven. Yeah, so that that sounds about right. Yeah, four years, thirty-seven. Wow, can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> so four years, thirty-seven. So now it's Alex Caruso. They're doing my philosophy of like just to score a million points, just score a million like- <laughs> points, but also. Have a contingency plan in place to still have guys that can get you a bucket when your number one bucket has to go, which is Zach Levine. Zach Levine has to go. They're not going to pay him the super max, which is what Zach Levine wants. So he's probably going to end up getting traded for more pieces. So Lori Mark and I, I think, will get obviously get moved for something of value. So I like what the Chicago Bulls are doing. Uh, Karnasovas is making moves. So that's a winner. Uh, Duncan Robinson, five years, ninety million to stay with the Heat. Uh, wow! What a success story! What a success story! Where did he go to Wesleyan? What was his first college? He went to some, some D three tiny yeah. ass <laughs> liberal arts school in the middle of bumfuck New England, and then transferred to Michigan and fucking made a run in the tournament, and then ended up in a great situation and plays his role very well, and now he's just worth a hundred million dollars. Put that in the bank, invest that in some Dogecoin, and off you go. Yeah. Um, fellow podcaster, fellow too. Fellow podcaster. Broke it on the podcast, which I thought was tremendous. Uh, Norm Powell staying with the Blazers for five years, $90 million. A lot of guys signing five-year, $90 million deals. <laughs> Everybody says, oh, well, when you see six guys get paid all five years for 90, 
What you know what that is, is GMs all getting on a group chat and saying, that's what the market for these guys is. 18 million. Uh, Derek Rose stays with the Knicks. Three years, 43 million. Love that for him. Gary Trent, three years, 54 million. Same deal, 18. Extensions for Curry. Extensions, man. The Curry extension. That Curry extension. <laughs> 52 million a year. Wow. Five years, four and one, because he's got one year left. Four years, $215 million. Wow. Shea gets his bag, five years, $172 million. That was shocking to me. Not shocking from like a make sense standpoint, but a shocking from did Oklahoma City actually, like I, I didn't know Oklahoma City would do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I guess, I mean, I mean, you got to like having Shea on your team and Forever, like, yeah. like, like maybe He's all young. that shit was just like. Smoke. Yeah. Trey Young, five years, 208 million. These guys all getting their, their bags. Um, also, John Collins. I just was reading it. John Collins uh, gets $25 million a year. Did he sign it? He I just, just it just happened. Okay, like maybe an hour ago, it happens. So we're good. So then the winners in terms of I think for teams, I think the Heat are huge winners. Um, Kyle Lowry getting Kyle Lowry makes sense. Then they give Butler the the Brinks truck for what is it? F- four years, one eighty five. Wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, Kyle Lowry so joins him. Duncan Robinson, then, uh, and then they get him on an extension, which they had to do because of the, um, they have his bird rights and they weren't going to be able to sign anyone else. And then you've got PJ Tucker, which the world, if anyone watches, listens to this pod religiously, I am the biggest PJ Tucker fan. Like to get him for two years and $15 million, he's going to be the guy that will straight up punch Jimmy Butler in the mouth. <laughs> like he will in practice just tell him to shut the fuck up. Did you see his IG post? Man, yeah, I have that. I have that uh, in here too. Let's find that. So he said this because PJ Tucker thought he was going to come back to the Bucks, and I think I thought he was going to come back to the Bucks. Did you? Yeah, pretty much everyone. Everyone thought he was going to come back, and Bobby, and Bobby Portis, Portis was, was going to leave, but yeah. it ended up being the opposite. Yeah. Well, Bobby Portis took less money. He yeah. took two years for nine. Uh, PJ Tucker quote, "Wow, he puts this on IG. I'm still a little lost for words, to be honest. Still shook." But it is what it is. Today took a hard turn on the road of my career. But like my grandma used to tell me, all you can control is what you can control. Without being said, Milwaukee. And then he makes sure to say the city of Milwaukee, not the Milwaukee Bucks, because fuck the Bucks right now is what he's on. You will never fully understand what the city means to me. Our time together, however short, will hold some of the best memories of my life forever. You took me in, had my back throughout our journey, and I will for, for always be grateful and hold you near to my heart. Can't thank y'all enough. We will always be dogs. Yeah, that was sad. Mm-hmm. But I love that for the heat. Love, yeah. love that for the Heat. Uh, they get a guy who's going to be rough and tough, get you with the defense, get you with the three-pointer. The question that I have, they also got Markeith Morris. They signed trash. Dwayne Dedman. Uh, yeah, trash. They <laughs> subtract Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, Oladipo, which trash, trash, trash. Okay, so to me, who is going to guard? Do they have a player right now that can actually check Joel Embiid or check Giannis? No. I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> what do you do at that point? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I think that they still have some work to do. Maybe they're, it, Maybe it's team defense. Like, maybe it's Bam with P.J. Tucker, kind of like going back and forth. But, I mean. There's going to be a lot put on Bam. A lot. <laughs> 
unnecessary pressure on Bam. Yeah. Like the Heat success. Are the Heat a top three team in the East right now? Uh, top of my head. I mean, okay, Brooklyn. Bucks. But. Brooklyn. If they are, they're three. I, I yeah, mean, they're the, for sure three, the, the, but like. They're flirting with are it. They, they're top five. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. The Knicks. For a while, I thought to myself, what the fuck are the Knicks up to? This is not making sense. You get rid of Reggie Bullock, which is fine. You picked up the Frenchman yeah. for four years, $78 million, which is absurd contract. Absurd. He was not good for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> he was so not good for the Boston Celtics that they wouldn't re-sign him and they would rather have Josh Richardson. Okay. And then you signed E. Rose. Love the signing. Sign Alec Burks. Didn't know what that was about. Did not know because I think he got $10 million. Yeah, I mean, he played well. Okay, that's a lot of money, though, for just a guy. Just a guy. Uh, Nerlens Noel I like, but nothing really moved me until today. Until the Oklahoma City Thunder pulled what I would consider to be a mensch move in buying out Kemba Walker and letting him go back home to New York City. I love that. I think no matter what, because we know that Kemba Walker's washed, right? Like, we know that he's not healthy. We know that he's not healthy. I think he and D-Rose kind of spelling each other could work. Yeah, I like that. I think when he has those spurts, I think he averaged like 19 and a half points a game last year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't forget how to score. He knows how to score. It's just like he doesn't know how to stay on the court. And as long as he and D-Rose kind of play ham and egg, like you sit these three games, Mm -hmm. I sit those three games, I think they're going to be fine. I love that move. Me too. I love that move. Lakers. Um, I man, I don't know. It's hard for me to figure out what this are they winners or are they losers? TB continued. I mean, so many people are talking about them now that they're like instant like favorites to come out of the West. And they may be like in Vegas at the start of the year, but I don't really look at it that way. I think they're probably favorites to get the one seed. But again, like we've seen the problems Westbrook poses in the playoffs. And yeah, no, I, I I think if I had to like make a prediction right now, this Lakers team is the one seed and they lose in either the second round or conference finals. They're like a, they're like the jazz. They're basically like the, the new jazz in the fact that like they'll be the one seed and they'll flame out. I, I saw this, uh, that the Lakers went full sicko mode. I might take all my exes and all put them in a group. That was like basically, <laughs> basically what they did. They brought Wayne Ellington back. They brought Trevor Ariza back. They brought Dwight Howard back. They brought Marcus All back. Baysmore. Baysmore back. It's just, it's a wild, wild turn of events. So they have now Russell Westbrook for 40, Trevor Ariza for 2.6. Everybody's taking minimums 2.6, 2.6, 2.6, 2.6, 1.78 2.6, for Malik Monk. Wow. Malik Monk got underpaid. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah. Wow. Portland couldn't have gotten Malik Monk for fucking more money than that? I mean, we'll never know what he was thinking. Maybe he just like really wanted to go there, but. That's wild. At that point in your career, yeah. Like, I, I mean, maybe the market was just nothing for him, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, that surprised me. Hornets were like, he was way too inconsistent. We're not keeping that guy. So remember what I said, I think they're going to let him go. And you're like, I think maybe Michael Jordan wants to keep the guy that he picked. But yeah, but he basically got a minimum contract like that. Wild. Yeah, like, I, don't know. I guess they just want Book Knight to have more touches and more ability to not feel pressure from this guy that he drafted and, and him kind of putting pressure on them to get minutes. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting about the Lakers is this. They did everything that they needed to do with Westbrook. And I'm still not satisfied. Like they they went out and got all those shooters. They did like mellow shot, 40 percent, 
38 and 40% the last two seasons in Portland from three. Uh, then you've got Bazemore shot 41% on threes. Monk shot 40% on threes. Ellington, 42% on threes. Kendrick Nunn, 38% on a high volume of threes. Gossal, 41% on threes. And yet, when you've got A.D. Braun, Westbrook, and Taylor Horton Tucker, who came back for a lot of money, you're only going to have one shooter, one real shooter on the floor at a time. I think we could see some interesting lineups, but at the same time, it's Vogel, so maybe not. Exactly. But like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That is exactly where my mind went. Was <laughs> like They have a lot of shooters. The second unit could be really fun. The second unit could actually be, in some ways, more potent offensively, probably a sieve defensively. But, okay, you put Russell Westbrook out there, Mark Gasol, and a bunch of shooters, and like he's just kicking out. He's just driving and kicking out to like three shooters. I don't hate that, but it all falls on Vogel. Jason Kidd is gone. He's gone. He, the real coach, daddy's gone. <laughs> and now the substitute teacher's in there. And I don't know. I don't know how much I trust Vogel because this is a very complicated set. This is a roster that's very complex. To me, the rotations are going to be key. Who are you putting together? How does that all fit defensively and offensively? This could be a fucking mess. Yeah. And uh, one of my thoughts was like, I mean, you know how AD like never wants to be like a the pure five. five. He yeah. wants to like it's have like another big beside it. But like, yeah, Palenka was kind of like, well, you're going to have to like at some <laughs> points like because who else? Who else? Otherwise, the spacing is going to be totally fucked. Well, there's just no one else to play with. I mean, Marcus All can't play Dwight, the entire time. And Dwight. Yeah, Dwight but like, can't start. Yeah. We know that Dwight's not starting. No. They have no ability to start anyone else but AD at the five. It's like, starting at the five, AD. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm really interested to see this because I think they've got so many shooters and yet are still going to be a below average three-point shooting team by midseason. <laughs> that's what's crazy because there's only going to be one good shooter on the team at a time. Like, I think they're going to the win a lot of games. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be, they are finally going to be fun, but it's also going to be like high highs, low lows. Like there's going to be some, some nights where Russell Westbrook shoots four for 24. LeBron is like putting a team on his back. He's maybe icing his ankle. Like you got Wayne Ellington getting huge minutes. It's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be the year of the LeBron subtweet. Correct. Big time. Correct. Where he's like talking about championship DNA. Yeah. They're all old. They're all old as fuck. <laughs> it's gonna be really, really fun. Again, Chicago Bulls. I think they're they're fun. They're interesting. Uh, Zach Levine. I think he leaves. Um, just because, like, I love the fact Caruso and Demar and Lonzo on the floor. Like, you could play Lonzo at two, or you could play Lonzo at one and Alex Caruso off the bench. So they've got no depth, zero no, depth no, no. at this point. <laughs> it's Lonzo, Levine, uh, Demar, Patrick Williams, Vooch, and then Caruso, Kobe White, Laurie Markinen, who's gone, and some newbies and Denzel Valentine. So this is this is a fun ass starting five. Yep. And once the starting five is gassed, you've got a bunch of like schmoes, schmoes. Yeah. To, to me, losers. Let's go into it. God damn, what is going on with Golden State? I knew it was bad. I knew. It, first of all, congratulations to Steph. Yes. Getting his money. Yeah. Well deserved. Big filleting article from Marcus Thompson today in The Athletic that basically Steph is saying, hey, 
If I didn't sign off and like what the Warriors were doing, I wouldn't have signed this long-term deal for $215 million. I would have just gone and lost $60 million to go elsewhere. That's a lie, folks. Like, that's a lie. 100% a lie. He needs to say this. That's like probably what was a part of the rider of the deal getting done. Like <laughs> this one-on-one with Marcus Thompson to say I have complete confidence in Rob or uh, in Joe Lacob and Bob Myers. You don't. You just don't. So, okay, that's fine. When I knew it was bad was when Kent Bazemore took less money yeah. to play for the Lakers. Yeah. Kent Bazemore and Steph Curry are friends. Kent Bazemore shot 41% from three. Kent Bazemore got high, high lows in, in terms of his minutes. Like he had a lot of roller coaster moments. And he was like, fuck that. I am gone. This, this Lakers team with guys that were in their primes in 2012, they have a better shot than at doing anything mm-hmm. than Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. So that was a problem. I think losing out on Nick Batum, another sign that warned, that kind of like sent alarm bells a little bit. You've got guys who should go there that decided they will not be going there. They lost out on... S- on trading Kelly Oubre during the season, and now it looks like they're not going to get shit for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who's taking him? They lost that on Patty Mills. Patty Mills said no, he went to the Nets. To me, to me, it's not good. Now they're trying to do a Joe Ingles sign and trade with Kelly Oubre? I don't think so. (laughs) Where is this team, in your opinion? (laughs) I mean, it's, unless there's, like, trades coming, I mean, yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly, there's going to be a lot of infighting. Which, I mean, there has been a lot of infighting, you know, for the last two seasons since KD left. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be an ugly season, I think, unless they figure out a way to move some of their young guys and, yeah. Put and they a, don't seem committed to doing that in any way. Yeah, no, they don't. And, yeah, no, I don't see it happening. I'm just very curious why more people don't see this disaster, like, right in front of them. People just love Steph. They just love Steph. They yeah. just want to see him be Batman. And, like, he can't do that. He's so sloppy with the rock in crunch time when he doesn't have anyone around him. Like if you think Clay Thompson is going to be exactly who he was without before ACL and Achilles tears. I just on opposite legs. Like, I just don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's not going to be able to do it. And like Andy Lou said the other day, I mean, he's not he may be like the Clay Thompson of old, but he's not going to be the Clay Thompson of old for 35 minutes a game. Like, Absolutely so, not. Yeah, no. And he's not going to be a clamps defender on ball. Oh, hell no on that. So yeah. that is kind of what Clay was making his money on. Mm-hmm. He got paid big money and hasn't played for two years and maybe it won't be back until January. And it's kind of like, man, I just see this being if if there was one team that I could bet on, if Vegas had like the disaster team of the year, I would bet on the Warriors. I wonder what their win total is going to be. <sighs> 40, I think they set the line at. 40? Yeah. 43, maybe. 43, I like the under. I like the under, too. 40 is the tough, is the tough, tough yeah. line. I mean, yeah. 40 is the line that makes me say, like, Ugh. 43, I'll hop on the under, but 40, I don't know. 40 is a tough line. Yeah. That's, that's why I think that's what it would be. All right, Milwaukee Bucks, losers. Really? I just think, like, they should have done everything that they could to, brought, to break, bring back P.J. Tucker. Yeah. I think, like, if you say, okay, who is more impactful? The net series, Bobby Portis was getting DMPs. And PJ was locking down KD. Locking down, quote unquote, he still put up 50 piece, but like without PJ on that team, they don't get past the nets. They just do not. 
So I think losing him will be a much bigger deal than we think. But like the Bucks are still great. They're still doing well. They, they didn't lose anyone really of value. They're going to get Dante DiVincenzo back from injury. Like they're still going to be the favorites to go to the finals. I think again, I think getting Bobby back for, for nothing just for is that huge. is, yeah, it's great. It's huge. Yep. I just like PJ a lot. No, I do too. I don't know whether the Portland Trailblazers care about Damian Lillard. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough moves. No moves. Bad moves. I said this on Twitter. I said, well, they really don't give a fuck because when you, when Damian Lillard says we need to upgrade this roster to make it a championship roster and your response is picking up Cody Zeller and Ben McElmore. And the big, the big pickup being Tony Snell. Yeah, these are all 2013 draft class members. I think I don't know about Snell, but Zeller and Macklemore were, and that's one of the noted worst draft classes barf, of the last 20 years. In my mouth and swallow it back in. Like that's where I was. Like I'm so angry. And the only way this makes sense, like these are all pieces that you put around a championship team as role players. Like these are all guys that you're like, oh, if the if Bucks that, signed Tony yeah. Snell, you'd be like, oh, he could be like a Bobby Portis. Like Bobby Portis doesn't move the needle unless Bobby Portis is on a championship team, right? Like Cody Zeller, great backup guy to get you better defense than Enos Cantor. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Ben McElmore can shoot corner threes. Cool, cool, cool. But like, what are we doing with the shooting guard position? Because you have CJ McCollum and Norm Powell that both play shooting guard. One guy 6'5", one guy 6'3". I know who I want. Do Who do you want? Playing shooting guard? Yeah. I mean, is it not CJ? No, I want Norm Powell and I want CJ gone. I want CJ fucking gone now. I want Pascal Siakam yesterday. Like, that's the move that everybody is saying that the Blazers are trying to do because Norm Powell doesn't want to play three. He doesn't want to play small forward. Mm. His natural position is shooting guard. CJ's natural position is shooting guard. And truthfully, one guy's making 18 million. The other guy's making 30 million. And I don't really give a fuck about the friendship anymore. I want him gone. Like, until he's gone... This team is not going anywhere. This team is an eight seed, six seed. Like they're gone. They're first round exit. Like Damian Lillard is going to be so mad. We're going to be so bad through the trade deadline and Nurkic deal that hasn't gotten done. So I'm so mad at what the Portland Trailblazers are doing. They're doing fucking nothing. They're doing about as much as the Dallas Mavericks, which signing Reggie Bullock, gross. (laughs) Fine, 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 fine. Resigning Tim Hardaway, fine. Willie Cauley Stein, fine. Bobon, fine. Moses Brown, whatever, fine. It's going to be the same team. It's going to be the same ass team. Yeah. So what? Do you, what are they doing? Is Luca? Luca doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's going to get Goran Dragic, and they're going to be like get just catching Probably. Slovenian vibes, just Slovenian vibes on the team playing, playing whatever Slovenian music they love, and just chilling. Gross. Boston Celtics also very gross. <laughs> They've just done. <laughs> They've just done nothing. Pretty much, like <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we know we were terrible, and we just barely made the eight seed, and we got bounced in what? It was a gentleman's sweep. Five. God, what? Right? I don't Five. Even, that was so long ago at this point. Yeah. 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 Five. And they're like, you know, you know who's going to be a, a game changer for us is getting Enos Cantor back, <laughs> and. Like picking up Josh Richardson instead of Evan Fournier, like the beginning of the Brad Stevens GM legacy is off to a hot start. Yeah. Chris Dunn, I don't hate. I liked him 
I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of liked him most of his career. And going into last year, I thought he had a chance to like take a step, you know, with a new team. But like he got COVID and like all that. So like I, I, I haven't given up completely on Chris Dunn yet. I think he's gone. I think he's not even going to be on the roster by the beginning of the year. That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying that they're in for another trade due to like the cap situation. Wow. So you've got a lineup of of Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Time Lord. I think that's like a six seed at best. Yeah, no, it's not looking great. This is not good. No. So does anyone really can concede or think that this team can contend with the Bucks or with the Nets or with the Sixers or with the Heat? Like they're going to get pounded. Talk about infighting. Talk about the type of infighting that we saw with the Celtics last year. If they don't trade Marcus Smart for something <laughs> now, like they're talking about Brad Stevens is being frustrated with Marcus Smart. Like he needs to go. Like they, they do not have a real point guard on this team. No, that's probably the guy that needs to, yeah, get bound. Yeah, no, they have no point guards. They have no yeah. point guards. I mean, on Chris this team. Dunn, but like, like, like you said, maybe gone. So, but yeah, this is not. And you like, don't want him to be. You don't want him to start. Starting anyway. point yeah, yeah, yeah. guard, gross. This is this is literally maybe one of the worst. Like this is low key one of the worst because like Portland, it's obvious. Dallas, it's obvious. Sixers, obvious. But like. You have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown's coming off of injury. You've got two guys, legit all-stars, and like they're, you can't be a six seed when you have that. No. In the East. Yeah. And getting worse. <laughs> and like you're, and you have less good players. Like losing Kemba, losing Fournier, and, and losing Moses Brown, who you got like at the end of the year on that trade. I mean, at least they have Al Horford, I guess. I guess. I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know. That's not propelling you in any way, in any way. But people, you know, Celtics fans, they, you know, how they feel about him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I think they're really betting on getting Beal and I think they're going to be very disappointed. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I I guess everyone just assumed that Bradley Beal wants out, but it just seems like he's like, "Eh, doesn't care. I'm chill. Like, yeah. Why does everybody keep thinking I'm leaving? I'm like, I like it here. Yeah. I like DC. Yeah, he's like in the vein of the 90s, early 2000s superstars that were just like, yeah, I'll stay with my old team. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. fine. Jared Weiss, I think, said this best. He said, Boston is in an absolutely precarious situation with no strong course correction after last season was such a mess that the organization had to be overhauled. The one thing that it does have is a player in Tatum who can legally tamper with Beal more effectively than anyone in the NBA, which I think matters none. Their intel informing the Beal strategy should be as on point as it gets. The Celtics sink or swim with Beal, and it remains to be seen if that works out or not. It's not going to work. What does that even mean? Why can Tatum legally tamper more? Because they're like best friends from St. Louis. Oh, okay. I forgot. So basically, about that. they're like super tight. So he can. B- but they're he- like kind of far apart in age. But I guess that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Beal, what like babysat or something for Tatum? Or something? <laughs> I don't know. It's like some crazy story. They're like about five that. years apart. Yeah. Yeah. Sixers. They couldn't trade Ben Simmons, which is a PR nightmare. This is a PR nightmare. What Ben Simmons is on the roster, and they play a game in Philly, it's gonna get like. I don't I don't know how I can state this clearly enough. If you care about Ben Simmons's mental health, you have to think about trading him. Like for less, if you care about him, like you would trade him to anywhere that would do their very best to help him because he you can't stay in Philly. No. Philly and- is absolutely brutal. 
Yeah, no, and like his camp has like said, like we understand the relationship is over. We're looking to move elsewhere, like which is n- not shocking. And I think what's happening right now is Maury is so used to like, oh, we'll wait it out, we'll wait it out. I'll figure out a way to get the right deal. But in this situation, I think I'm not going to pretend I'm smarter than Daryl Maury. But in this situation, I think with every passing day, the return on Ben Simmons gets worse and worse. So it, it could end up just being an awful, awful off season for the Sixers. Part of me that loves chaos wants to see him stay on the roster because there's going to be headlines of like a revolt. Yeah. Like there will be things thrown at him. I'm just saying what it is now. Like just put yourself in the mind of an insane Philadelphia sports fan and what they did to Al Horford and what they've done to players in the past and then magnify that to a thousand because he basically was the reason that they didn't go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's going to be so, so bad. They also signed Andre Drummond to a veteran minimum, which is hilarious. Hilarious because he thought he was getting the max. Andre Drummond told the world, I'm getting the max from the Lakers. And now you take the veteran minimum on a team where the starting center fucking hates your guts (laughs) and thinks you are a fucking bum. This is what, in 2018... Joel Embiid said about Andre Drummond, I own a lot of real estate in Andre Drummond's head and I'm on my way to build more. I think those are mushroom emojis. Hashtag bum. Hashtag the process. Hashtag bum is in Philly. (laughs) Folks, do they not scrub Twitter before they make these moves or call? Like, did Joel Embiid sign off on this move? No chance, right? No, I mean, No no chance. Yeah, I don't think he's consulted for things like that. Hashtag bum. Veteran minimum. They waive George Hill, which is wild. Because I think George Hill was the only like adult presence in the room. Yeah, that one was kind of a head scratch. I don't really know what the motivation was there. Like that could have been a money thing, but yeah, I don't really know. To me, a catastrophic offseason so far for the Sixers. Yeah. Like if you're starting, you're gonna start Tyrese Maxey at the one (laughs) and you're gonna probably put Ben Simmons to an I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm I'm intrigued to watch. So far, that is all the time that we have for this league podcast. We're going to be doing more TikTok lives. We're going to be doing more social clips to put on the feed. Make sure you check them. Make sure you check for the schedule for them. Uh, Follow us at this league on TikTok and on Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. We also have this league hoodies on sale at the Barstool store. Also go to YouTube. Um, We are increasing our subscribers on YouTube. Uh, Marty does a great job with those edits. You can see his face. That's the only place that you can see Marty's face. He has a brand new haircut. He looks fly. He looks great. Thank you for listening. Check the feed every day for new content. We'll see you on Friday.
Stay in your lane, lowest lane, a skirt, skirt on them. Stay in your lane, penny lane, a skirt, skirt on them. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.